Hi, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Gibraltar, the one and only Overwatch podcast that's out there. I am Jason Wessling. I will be your Bob Barker uh, host for this episode. <laughs> let's uh, let's go down. Let's meet our contestants row. Uh, why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves one at a time? And then also, since I made the Price is Right reference, how much money, without going over, did I spend on my Overwatch League themed wallets oh great good game i'll go first i'm bowen uh and you spent well tell us a little about yourself bowen but what we... brings you here to sunny california I, but do we are they were here last week weren't they we did all this introduction stuff yeah, i know but who are you i'm 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 bowen i live in california i'm here for the summer I played main tank i'm really excited about the 222 changes and i want to talk about it but first i'm going to tell you about jason's wallet and he spent a total of 59 dollars on this overwatch wallet 59 dollars is my bet okay 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 put 59 on the board Ding. <laughs> dustin what's up I'm Dustin, obviously. I reside in Nebraska. Go Big Red. Uh, as well as talk about this 222 announcement. And as far as the wallet goes, I think you probably spent 40. Mm. 40. Ding! You both went over. You can get this Overwatch wallet with a, with a metal Overwatch logo in the middle for 1658. Wow. That's right. Dang, I almost said twenty-five. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just happy nobody said a dollar. Doesn't everybody just hate that person? Don't say a dollar. I what I'm thrilled about is that we both assumed that it was way too much. There was mm. no way it wasn't going to be crazy over the top. That's great. Babe, <laughs> nope, nope. I wouldn't have bought it if it was too much. That, that, that would be. I spent more money on the wallet than I've ever had in the wallet. Like that'd be bad. Well, Jeff Kaplan makes all the wallets. Oh, he does hands he? the leather himself? Yeah. Oh wow. I want to see. Do you watch too you much into the game? You didn't watch the developer update? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't see him at his workshop. That's amazing. (laughs) He's got, like, glasses on his glasses, looking at the leather. (laughs) It's all handcrafted. Oh, But anyway, guys, cool. How's it going for you guys? Anybody anybody have any good stories? Uh, We we just got a big rainstorm near my birthday that flooded out. I've never been in a flood before, but that was crazy. But we're on the third floor, so we were good. You're in our third consistent day of 100-degree weather. It is awful. It's not just 100 degrees. It's 100 degrees and like 60% humidity, it feels like. It's you, awful. You can swim through the air. Oh, that's bad. Exactly. I'm from Alabama, and it's remarkable how Minnesota continues to have truly the most extreme of both worlds. It gets just as hot here as it does in the Deep South. Don't know how you manage it. Classic Minnesota exceptionalism. They got to do everything over the top. Take that, Nick Saban. You got nothing. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah, everybody is uncomfortable or swimming in some way. It's a great day to sit inside and talk about Overwatch and not be outside. Uh, Let's do move on because, gosh, we got. I I thought this was going to be an easy week because our last episode was jam packed. And then all these announcements came out this week, so we got a packed episode. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the biggest announcement. 222 is officially announced. There was a dev update where Papa Jeff came out, talked to us for about 16 minutes about what's going to happen. Do uh, do we want to do it where we go and talk about our feelings and our emotions about it? Or uh, I guess we could also explain what it is to the audience first, too. Um, th- Dustin, do you want to give a good explainer on, on what exactly the 222 is going to look like? Yeah. Uh, 222, it's going to be two tank, two healer, two DPS, obviously. And you will be able to, when you first 
go into your comp game, you will be able to select one or multiple roles as to what you want to play. So if you want to play tank and healer, you can select tank and healer. But that game, you are stuck on that role that you have chosen. So if you get stuck with the tank, you get to play tank that whole game. Uh, if you're stuck with healer, you, you play healer that whole game. And the other thing, too, to add on, just to get going on. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. You got it. Well, and then uh, just to pick it up, pick up the baton from you, uh, each role is also going to have its own SR, which mm-hmm. to me was like a big thing. Like I was waiting to hear that. And then Papa Jeff confirmed that. So like for me, I'm like, OK, so that's kind of cool. You're going to have an SR for each. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the amount of competitive Overwatch League points you're going to get yes. per thing is changing too. So you might want to check out the conversion chart. In general, if you just play one role, you're going to get less tokens. But if you play all three, it all adds up to you will get more. So it's kind of like the same way they switched the Overwatch League tokens for watching the games where they kind of switched it up where kind of is less, but in general is more. Um, that's that's how that's going to work. But I think that's my favorite part of it right there is just you're going to have different... Um, different SRs for each each level. So I finally get uh, Papa Jeff in the developer update said he was surprised at how he had changed and what he learned about himself. I'm going to be very surprised if it turns out I suck at everything. Mm. <laughs> I'm worried about that. I, I also agree. I think that's my favorite part. And the the piece about the, just, just for the um, uh, competitive points, because we are going to be having the number of placement matches you need to do for each SR, It'll be a total of 15 placement matches if you wanted to play all three to get them, which is not that big an increase over the minimum of 10 you need to do before. So I think it's net a huge opportunity to get a lot more competitive points writ large. But I think it's it's this substantially reduces the need for a lot of the finagling Overwatch players have had to do to either play with their friends because their SR is too high, um, whether they want to main a a different uh, hero without tanking their account so they have to buy an alternate account. All of those problems are mitigated by this separate SR system. Um, it does kind of take care of that. So you mentioned that the Smurf account thing. Well, right. Like, and like, like you if have I'm, another Smurf account already built in. Like I, you know, I'm, I, I, I stomp on Jason on a regular basis. I, I grind him into the dust <sighs> when we play Overwatch. Stop bringing that up and, publicly. And because so some science has been once or twice, we haven't been able to play together. But now, if I <laughs> yes, if you need to, dr- what he's trying to say is if you need to drop your SR enough to play with me, now you just hop on another now thing. I just hop on my support account and I'm there, dog. I Jason, invited you. Jason's to this. mad, legit mad. I was- <laughs> you know, Dustin, you take it. I'm, I'm muting his mic. <laughs> no. Going back to the 15 comp, you know, you know 15 placement matches. Yeah, it is yeah. five apiece. So technically, you get to see your score earlier. So you play five games and then you get to see your score. Mm-hmm. Also had to go separate. They had to go separate SRs for those because you would have made a lot of people mad. <laughs> I mean, I think no it's kidding. just it makes the most sense to yes. go separate SRs. I, I also think it's really cool the balancing that they're just beginning to do. I'm curious to see how this develops when we get into when you know after the after the um the beta and after we're officially into the game, how they incentivize folks to play different roles because currently like the screen that they show you is like if you play support get a loot box um i want to know how sustainable that is how many loot boxes exactly are you going to give away a day for someone just clicking support playing Mm -hmm. a single round like what is the um 
what's the word I'm looking inflation on that how is that gonna play out or man that's a good question because like what reward would make me say okay I'll try out support even though I always play support you know like if I don't want to but that's that's a good question so I think the next incentive should actually be that they should add challenges into the game mm. so say Q as a DPS and then get you know 5,000 damage or 10,000 damage within the next two weeks or something or within the next two weeks or however long the challenge lasts you know, oh yeah. Q in as a tank. Q in as a healer and get your healer requirements. You know, it'll require people to go say, "Hey, hey, I haven't done this challenge yet. Maybe I can get a loot box and I can go play healer, which I don't normally do." Uh huh. That's a good idea. Yeah. Those those little challenges yeah. in games really motivate me to do stuff that I never would care about. You know, get get five kills with a sniper rifle. I don't really want to, but I get a little trophy. So yeah. I, I think that because now the you're only really competing with one other person to get any singular DPS character, you can start adding hero specific, like week long challenges, get two environmental kills with Lucio in a match, get X number of headshots. You could have a, a whole, uh, a banner like that comes up and it's different every week for specific goals for, uh, you know, five or six individual heroes. It's very exciting, man. Oh, this... You can make some of them game-wise, too. Yeah. You could make, you know, this challenge will always be up, and it's like get 30 environmental kills. So you're constantly working to get 30 environmental kills. Well, I, yeah, but we are we are sort of like dipping into like achievements, which are its own sort of thing. But no, I totally agree. The one... Like Hearthstone is what you're talking about a little bit. The one thing, though, if you do yeah. that thing, that from a dev point of view, you don't want to encourage me picking Lucio on a not Lucio-friendly map just to get the achievement. Mm. So that'd be the one thing. Maybe they'd have to have a lot of them so you can jump back and forth. And be like, okay, well, this I don't want to play Lucio this yeah, map, no, but Moira... I'm not saying it needs to be specific. It just, yeah, that, that, but that's a good idea. I think achievements would be great. I love collecting trophies and showing off them for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, have you ever? Has anybody ever told you, "Hey, I maxed out this game" or something, and you actually cared? Like yeah. it was like, "Whoa, I'm very proud of you." Like, no. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this: I did it Horizon Zero Dawn. I have the platinum trophy for that. Wow. Nobody cares. Aww, <laughs> I care. Just a liar. Well, yeah. I beat Portal on my birthday, and I like I did that like on purpose, where I was like, "I'm gonna beat it on my birthday." <laughs> like that's an accomplishment. Like I did that. You're right, man. <laughs> I need to go outside. It's hot. Get some sun. Um, just to I don't know if we want to wrap on this or not. There's so much to talk about with the two two two, but it's just super. I'm super excited about it. I think they've rolled it out in like the best way possible. The mm-hmm. way that they're scaling it with a shortened regular season while the PTR is going on, followed by the beta run, followed by the full implementation. Um, they're gonna have all sort multiple opportunities in that to tweak stuff, to to improve it. To to address bugs as they come up. I just, I'm all for it. I'm on board. I can't wait to go play. I'm so excited to play. I've kind of come around this last week and thought a little bit more about it. I'm, st- I'm still a little 50-50, but mm. somebody brought this up. The arguing pregame or indecision of what to do will be kind of cut down at this point. And I think Papa Jeff brought that up. Like 40 seconds is not a long time for strangers to go in a room. I think somebody made the example of put four, six people in a room and tell them what movie do you want to go see. He had a wonderfully crafted yeah. argument in that commentary. I thought that was brilliantly done by Jeff, actually. Actually, yeah, and he, oh my God, I burst up laughing when he started quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> he brought up the fact that Shakespeare uh, was constrained by the sonnet, but he still wrote excellent ones, and I burst up laughing. I was like, Papa Jeff, that one might be over our heads. He killed me. He absolutely <laughs> destroyed me. I'm just excited to get away from queuing into a match that has 
five DPS players. Oh. And no one can play tank. Yeah, pour one out, and dude. Now, like, <laughs> now you're going into a tank role. You have to learn to play a tank, you know? The the biggest thing with that for me, I feel like, was always seeing three DPS right away. And then us having to decide, cool, I'll go tank. You two go support. Hopefully, one of them switches and, like, comes to their senses. Because, mm. But it was always, boom, 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 three DPS right away. I'm like, yeah, well, fudge. I, I, do we want to talk about the Overwatch League piece of this, or do you want to connect to that later uh, on? Yeah, no, that, that was a good segue, since you segued already. Um. <laughs> so, um, and and love to open this up to y'all as well. Uh, there was some group, I don't remember what the, it's like some gaming organization, and it may have been a recording of somebody else, I don't know, but they, someone had the foresight to record the impressions of a bunch of Overwatch League players about what they think 222 would bring to the league, and specifically which heroes they thought might be more viable when 222 came out before the announcement happened. So they released this video like a day and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And something I thought was really interesting is they went around like, who do you think is more viable? Who's whatever. The hero I heard over and over again was Ash. I heard a bunch of people say Ash was going to be, it's way more viable. Or if they, they were going to put money on a hero that we hadn't seen summily coming forward, it would be Ash because of her knockback effect, because she's great at mid range, because she can't be overwhelmed by the three, three, like so many other DPS have been. Um, I'd love to hear your guys take on that. Does it sounds like you've got, uh, you agree with that. I very much agree with that. Ash is almost like an anti dive DPS character mm. too. If you think about it with her coach gun. So you can't really run dive into that. And she's a glorified McCree, so yeah. she can shoot a little bit farther and be, you know, a little more accurate with her aim in. She doesn't necessarily put out as much damage the farther away that you go. Mm. She's a short-ranged hero, but if we're gonna go to the Arissa, the you know, the hook and yoink, you know, the hook and yoink, hook and halt, is that is that <laughs> no, what it's, it's, it's hoink and yoink, lately. hoink and yoink. Yeah, that's what I've heard. There's been a definite corruption of that combo over oh, the past geez. year and a half. I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> But continue, Whatever Justin, matter we, if we go sure, to Arista sure. Hog, Yoink. if we go to Arista Hog, she's going to become more popular. Right. I've already seen it on some streams. She's getting a lot of play. Yeah. It might not necessarily be from the Overwatch players, but on other, you know, you can see other people in the GM level are starting to play her more. Um, you yeah, get a lot of action. Her, her ultimate is actually kind of vi- or more viable than McCree's, too. You talk about the similarities between her and McCree. I mean, not that McCree's, I, they've, it's gotten slightly better. But I'd much rather have a Bob out there than an ultimate McCree. So at least right. you can send that out, too. It, on, on our la- level, yes. On ladder, especially. Yeah, and I, that was actually something I was going to say. Because, like, it, they've gotten really good at burning down Bob in the mm-hmm. pro league, unfortunately. But I think in a meta that it has locked two tanks officially now... The opportunity to temporarily bring a third tank into a fight can really mess up some plat diamond levels players day. I I totally Mm -hmm. agree. I think it's gonna be really exciting. Oh, well, Bob going back to Bob and then burning him down quick. Yes, they burn him down quick, but I don't think that's the purpose of Bob. Bob is not the purpose of Bob is not to go in there and get a 4k. Right purpose of bob is to distract that team you're all a little low okay let's throw in bob and let's all get healed up quick and let's win this next fight right that's the purpose of bob sure it's just a distraction nice okay cool well i'm excited to see more of her because she's also fun to watch too she's a fun character to follow i've got 
I have one alternate account. It's an Ash only account. So I admit I'm biased and very excited. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> few might know this about Bowen. You also played Sim for the longest time. Okay, I have pick. lots of thoughts of the Sim changes, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to get okay, there. I'm we're going to get there. so excited for the. Okay, we're going to move on. Well, uh, I do think that you're going to see a lot more Widowmaker and Hanzo, though. Yes. And that right off the bat, it's going to be Widowmaker Hanzo. Sure. Let's uh let's segue into that. What what overall do you guys see changing? Let's segue to Overwatch League totally with two 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 coming in this next yeah. stage. Uh, what do you guys see changing a lot? Who, what teams are going to be good? Which ones will be bad? What more? Uh, you already mentioned more Widowmaker Hanzo. I think we've said we're going to see a lot of double sniper. I don't know about double shield, but we'll we'll find out. Uh, well, what are you guys thoughts on Overwatch League this this coming stage? The two combos that we know we'll see from the get go are a return to dive one because they all know how to play it, and two because there have been certain buffs, particularly to Tracer, that would make that even more viable, um, and to dive on the said snipers that are going to be coming into the meta. Uh, the other thing we're going to see is bunker comp. Um, the hoink and yoink is <laughs> definitely coming back. You're right. You're seeing a lot of it played. Um, in I've actually been watching the, oh gosh, what is it? The Canadian World Cup um, team, their scrims, XQC streams a lot of them, and there are VODs of them. And they've been playing like May, Hog, Orissa on almost every match. Well, isn't like, that Clockwork Mendetta? Isn't that that comp? I, I guess that the I torb, guess that's what yeah. it is. With, with oh, the I, Torb too. Gotcha. I, I hadn't seen them with the, the Torb. I, I just know like... There was this incredible amount of like dueling going on where both because the other team would also usually be playing this combo. So you'd be throwing up the halt uh, over the wall or the hook over the wall, I guess. Oh, God, the ball, the mini graviton. What do we call it? I can't even remember. Uh, the gravitron. Thank yeah, you. there you go. The, her gravitron. Her little, her, her little gravitron. And you throw it up and Arissa would you pull the Arissa. And then your hook would, your hog would be about to throw his hook, but then their may would, as soon as the ball came out, would throw up the ice wall just to block the Smart. hook. And so there's this beautiful little dueling going back and forth. That was very, I, I found that really engaging. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> Those are the two we're going to see from the beginning. Uh, uh, ha- uh, hoink and yoink, some some uh, bunker, as well as dive. Dustin, I'd love to hear your take on that. If you, I, I wonder, else. I heard this somewhere else, and I wonder if this almost don't become a possibility. Yeah. Where offense, you're going to see one comp. In defense, you're going to see a totally different comp. Mm. I wonder if you're going to see on offense, you're going to see more of the Winston Diva, maybe. Mm. And then on defense, you're going to see more of the Arissa Hog. See, that sounds more interesting to watch. On a payload, they could. But on, like, maybe control or on the the 2CP, I think 2CP definitely might see two different comps going at the same time. Sure. Sure. I, I wonder what's going to happen. It's going to be very interesting. And map specific too, which is de- totally worth like, like for instance, King's row, you'll absolutely can play Orissa hog on, on offense. That's even like become sort of the meta now, even mm-hmm. in Overwatch mm-hmm. League a little bit, you're seeing it more, but, but King's uh, row is notoriously known for Ryan Zarya. Though. Right. Right. Might be a lot of Ryan Zarya because of the small confines of the road mm. of the road portion of it. Mm-hmm. Well, on the one plus side with you saying that, that we won't have the same and maybe uh, stuff like that, is that like we won't have mirror matches. So viewing won't be two Ryan shields that, yeah, they're different colors, but it's still kind of hard to tell which is which and what's going on because you have two of the same characters six times just just smashing at each other. Uh, this will be a little bit easier. Be like, cool, those guys in the corner bunkering up are probably defense. These guys jumping midair, cool, I can follow that easier, you know, opposed to 
um, smash and dash. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something funny like hoink and yoink, but that's so yoink. <laughs> my uh, my. Who own. do you think becomes the better team then? Who do you think becomes who gets an advantage with the two two two? Oh, well, lo- yeah, let's stay. Let's stray away from the obvious ones: the Londons, the Phillies, the you know maybe even Houston. Let's throw let's throw the obvious ones out sure, there. Give sure, me one sure. that you think could sneak up on you. It would be like. So advantage going to two two two. So you Shen don't want me to hunters. say New York. New York is two out. They're, Actually, they're... that's a very good one. I think New York becomes two times better than what they are now. I agree. I don't... Well, I mean that's what they were known for. That's what I know them for mostly. The Sabiobi, Pine, Flowers somewhere. I don't know where he is, but like that'll be really cool. Plus, you still have J- uh, Jonak. I, I always want to say Jonak. Uh, is like still pretty much like a DPS and support there. So there you go. They got three DPS on their team. Uh, they're the <laughs> first one that popped to my mind that, hey, like they've been like, uh, like obviously number two all year. They could jump Vancouver with this. So oh, it, very much. You can sort of, in my head, ask the question a couple of different ways. The first way is which team is like who is really absolute like currently absolutely burning a slot by playing Brigitte, which is to say which God tier DPS is currently being forced to play Brigitte in some of these comps. Interesting. Um, and QO. yeah, exactly. So if you, by that measure, there's a, any team or where you four. have, exactly. And then um, I think even like Saya player is sometimes playing it for Florida or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you, if you, by that measure any team that has one of those guys that are on the bench is gonna pop off i i think you could also just look at it as who has the 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 thickest dps bench that goes to your nyxl comment um i think san francisco shock is also going to have a banner time with this i mean they have some incredible stars in their bench even beyond the people that have done a great job of adapting to the zarya comp and everything else um what you're do you very think, much well going to see three different people on the shock team, though. I don't yeah. think you're going to see Sinatra or Super or Rascal. I think you're going to see Architect. You're going to see oh, God. Striker they've and got, Smurf come back in. They've got so many. Good Lord. <laughs> they've got so many. It's different. <laughs> Yeah. So so the top may, may get a little bit more jumbled, but it sounds like we're still calling for the top three to stay there. Unless Vancouver, are they set up pretty good for this comp? Interesting one. I'm good curious question. how Vancouver's going to translate to the 2-2-2. If Hoxel can play as Genji, then yikes. I mean, right. he's good. Part of the reason we're able to say that New York and San Francisco are going to be monstrous is because we're familiar with those DPS players from season one. Vancouver never had a season where goats wasn't the, um, you know, the, the, the topic, not topic. It wasn't the flavor I should say. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll, I think we won't know really for sure. Obviously if we went back and watched all of Korea, you know, apex stuff, I probably could get a better idea. I imagine maybe Dustin, you've watched more of it. I think than I have recently, um, so maybe... I haven't ro- actually watched that runaway team. Okay. I just know them as the goats team that perfected the goats team. Huh. Um, well, that's they, not, they're, that they're doesn't bode well, <laughs> but they also have a lot of like stitch is very well known for his. So I'm Sombra. Yeah. Going... Yeah. More, more so on the McCree Widowmaker side of things. I think he was more known as McCree is his biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, Dustin, how do they turn out? 
Dustin, who uh, who do you think uh, the, of the teams we haven't mentioned? Anybody that stands out to you? You mentioned Nero. He plays for the Charge. Is that correct? Yeah, the Charge are interesting. I don't know if they have a second tank. I think that could hurt them. Okay. Yes, they have Hotba, but Hotba's more known for going outside of the main, outside of that off tank role and playing an mm-hmm. off hero like a Pharah, Tracer. You know, he's more known for doing that than he is playing Diva. He's not. You know, I don't know who's going to be their second tank. Maybe they will put Nero on the hog. I mean, he was playing the hog earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, who else put who, Nero on the hog? Who, who other than uh than the charge? Then I think. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Maybe I think Dallas is still going to struggle, but maybe you could see some of their DPS characters finally coming to life. I lean on the not side. I think they're going to struggle. Um. Yeah, it depends. It's if- got two now, too. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there. I think uh, Houston, as far as the middle-of-the-road teams, Houston probably benefits the most, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. They're finally moving Linkser back to his main role. In the oh, game. God. It's another great example. Wasn't Linkser playing, like, Brig occasionally? Like, they put him on Zarya, but it was Arya. completely random when they brought him in. Like, mm. it was it was all over the place. Ugh. It was just for the crowd, just to see him. So, like, see, he's still alive. We didn't kill him. I'd like to see. I, I'm, I'm going to throw another one at you. Yeah, actually. sure, sure. The gladiators. I think mm. the gladiators benefit from 222. Mm. Okay. Who are the gladiators star DPS lineup? Sure for and hydration. Think the, right. Decay. And decay. decay. Yep. Decay. Hmm. And like going back to being able to play DPS. Yes, he was good on Zarya, but let's see him on DPS. I'm curious what will happen. I'm curious about. Uh, this actually goes into some of the patch notes, so I don't want to like unpack that too much. But we'll get there very con- soon. But just considering how much, um, you know, especially with the alt charge stuff, uh, that's going to come into it's play. It's not translating here. to stage four, right? I know. Um, but if also, yeah, you're. I'm sorry, you're totally right. So this isn't related to stage four. Uh, but with the mid game still becoming more emphasized, alt charge or not, I think teams that have be able to take duels might have an opportunity to shine that otherwise wouldn't have that's why i put florida on there actually they're my perennial like they're they're so close to being half decent they're so close to being, <laughs> like you know there i remember there was a moment in season one where they brought saya player on where there were a couple of matches that florida won where they had no business of doing it just because their widow their new widow was playing so aggro and so out of his mind he surprised people. Um, people forget that they thought he was the best in the world for a little, for a very small period of time before <laughs> like Florida could just kind of stayed in the dirt. Um, you got too close to the sun. That's the problem. Shengdu also is interesting. I, I, I think it hampers them. I, 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 I think it makes them worse. I, maybe. I, I'm not convinced. Uh, I'm. They ran three DPS a lot. And they are known for running funky comps. They that are. is the staple of the Chinese Overwatch community mm-hmm. is to run different comps. I think it hurts them because they, they have sh- to run two tanks. Maybe they don't it, run two tanks. Maybe this is like that whole uh, uh, Shakespeare sonnet thing that Papa Jeff was saying. Like, cool, I'm constricting your art a little bit more. Like, maybe maybe we'll see. But, yeah, it definitely doesn't bode too well for them. They don't run two tanks all the time, like you say. Well, they're fully, but they were fully capable, especially towards the end end of this stage of running a decent goat so it's not like they have no tools to do it i'm i i I agree that 
at first glance, it would seem to, if not hurt them, certainly not help them. And all things being equal, like that would mean it'd be worse for them. But their their wrecking ball is such a unique hero, and I think they're going to have a lot of opportunities to play with a really aggressive dive. I think it's. I want be them really to exciting. be the innovators of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was just say that. That'd be kind of cool. But you're right. That That is probably more speculatory. Maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. I just want to continue to see them to to surprise. Who do you think gets hurt by it then? Because I think the Atlanta Reign are going to be bad. Hmm. What, why do you say that? I, I don't know. I, I don't have – I mean, a lot of people have a lot of trust in Baby Bay. I don't as a DPS. I think he will lose the Widow v. Widow more times than he'll win it. I think that's going to be a big part of it is who's going to win your widow v. Widow. Interesting. Because people like Carpe, right. people like Sabiobi, people like Prophet and Burden Ring, they take over the game by winning the widow v. Widow. So. Right. What about the dragons? I can maybe see them dip, dipping for a that bit. That was my my thought exactly. I think all of this has to be, the conversation needs to be within where they are think, in the standings currently, like relative loss, well, Shanghai, relative wins. Shanghai is fine in my opinion. Because they run the ding on the they run the ding on the Hanzo and DM on the Widow, right? Hog Yunjin just runs the Hog. So. Okay, well that's good to hear that they didn't just finally win a stage and then just back down to the bottom. That's good to hear. Right. I don't know. I yeah. I don't think they're gonna like the bottom's gonna fall out of their team or anything. But it is like, and this goes to the Vancouver conversation as well. At a certain point, if you're the best at the meta and the meta changes. It is sort of a, you do sort of de facto think, well, at least you'll drop a little bit. Like Vancouver doesn't have like, you know, like runway to suddenly improve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're Vancouver. Um, they don't but, have the easiest stage four either. Right. Their no, that's pretty rough. Yes, it is. That's super true. They're playing. But actually, well, then again, that you know, you could reframe that. What's a rough schedule in the new two, two, two. It really does kind of flip everything. Yeah, true. Flip true. Everything we don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, any other teams you guys want to move on to? Cause I do want to touch yeah. on. Okay. One yeah. More, actually. Go me. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. What happens with them? I'm sorry, Dustin, you completely <laughs> cut out. We have no like idea si- who you said. It was like, Dustin, it was like silence. And then it was like, what I'm happens sorry. with them? <laughs> <laughs> we are very much like uh, with Hangzhou's, who? Hangzhou's spark. Ah, okay. What happens with that team? Hmm. That is my most interesting team to watch. I'm gonna go. What do they at... do? What do they do going into this on DPS? How are they going to look on DPS? Are they going to introduce Crystal? I'm looking at Hangzhou's spark. Crystal right now and Godsby. Yeah, had him on my fantasy roster for a while, then removed him quickly. Um, well, I'm looking here at their standings. They definitely have room to lose. They can lose some, but not. Oh no, they can't. I'm looking at that wrong. Oh shoot. I think they might have a great dive. Um, oh, and I so? base that almost entirely on Rhea, who and this is yeah. Just anecdotally, that tank combo is vicious Rhea in particular i think has does not get enough praise there's some people that just have a a a a divine touch for diva bombs and it shouldn't be like some matches are embarrassingly won even after so much strategy and so much whatever 
brilliantly placed diva bomb can often take it and i think Rhea has some of the highest percentage of team fights won that way i don't know if that might just be a random stat but gujway and Rhea, very very interesting to watch the dps question though i'm not sure that's that's i don't have it that's where i get because if we're going to move into more dps meta you have to have your dps run your team yeah because if it's double sniper well, you guys, uh, I do kind of want to wrap this part up for sure. a little bit, if we're good. Uh, let's talk still Overwatch League, though. The divisions got announced. Uh, the divisions where uh, I'm going to read them off real quick. The, for 2020, they announced how they're going to split up the league. It looks a lot more like normal sports, where you have an AFC and NFC, and then stuff in between there, too. Um, that, that was NFL for anybody that doesn't know. But uh, So we are Atlantic Conference and Pacific Conference. And then we split in there. The Atlantic Conference is Northern Division and Southern Division. The North has the Uprising, Spitfire, XL, Eternal, Defiant. The South has the Rain, the Mayhem, Outlaws, Justice, and the Fusion. Then over on the Pacific side, you have the East and West. The East is the Hunters, Charge, Spark, Dragons, and Dynasty. And the West is the Fuel, Valiant, Gladiators, San Francisco, Shock, and the Titans. So all the LA teams there kind of in one. Uh, with Dallas and Vancouver. Um, anything you guys have any strong opinions about this? Any teams you wish you saw together? I'm kind of surprised Outlaws aren't with Dallas, but other than that, it looks pretty solid to me. The the only quote that really stuck out to me in the Polygon article that you po- that you posted here is, quote, there will be 52 homestand weekend events in 2020 with each team hosting two homestand events. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy expansion. Um, really ambitious. I also wonder, and I'd love your guys' take on this as well, Looking, knowing how much planning and how much certainty is required to be able to make that kind of claim and make that logistically happen, are we confident that there won't be any additional teams added to the Overwatch League next season then? Nancer already basically confirmed that they weren't going to expand oh, this next year. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. They were going to try it. They had, they're working on their home games and that's what their main goal was for season three. Got it. Season four, they were going to look back into it and see if they wanted to expand. Cause I know Nanzer at one time wanted to get it to like 32 teams. I think. Wow. Hey, maybe I'd have um, a chance then to make it <laughs> just keep adding teams. At some point I get picked up. That's right. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't the the homestands are interesting. I get it. Each team gets two individual homestands and then there's other teams cuz there's if you think about it two team each team gets two, that's 40. So you're looking at 12 extra ones. Hmm. I think there's a team that gets five homestands. Hmm. Uh yeah, possibly depending on what market does the best. Maybe they're like, "Hey, let's go back to Atlanta. Those guys love us." Or maybe let's send one to Chicago. See see if there's enough Midwest fans cool. that would go there. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Throw one, throw them in, throw one in Denver, right? Throw one in Chicago, in Minneapolis. <laughs> That's right. Why didn't we lead with that one? <laughs> one in Spain. Yeah. Area fifty one. When they do this raid, that's going on. So yeah, dog. Let's throw one out there. Um, yeah, no, so, so that's kind of interesting. I, I like how they kind of admitted they're like, we can't do it where everybody has home games just like every other big sport that's too much travel, logistics, and everything, especially when you have teams in China and LA. Like, that's uh, to, to get there for one match that doesn't seem worth the fuel you'd spend. Uh, so I like how they're doing it. It's just a whole bunch of home stands instead of uh, just single home games. 
Um, I think it it works logistically better that way. Yeah. I I would be interested in a season where you could rotate and go to every single you have home and away games and that's how it works i would be interested to see if they could get that to work Mm -hmm. partially because you could have games every day of the week you don't have to have them on specific days like i think it's wednesday and saturday now or Mm -hmm. something like that oh they have like odd they have more they have different days than they did last year i don't remember what the days were exactly Mm -hmm. um but you could have them every day. You could have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, all through the weekend as well. There's always just a game on like baseball or golf. Right. Right. It's just, yeah, it's basketball just, and hockey. They're on the same schedule. Right. It's just money. I think money is the, the primary limitation here. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not I get that. And I also want to, this is just maybe a side um, investigation for me, but how are these, how is, how are these home games funded? Is blizzard putting up, the bill does the venue take some of it does the home team like required to pay some of that um out of what pot does the money come like yeah that's what, interesting what are like how, how I, does that work i personally think it runs like any other sports ball yeah sports they ball. take the cost mm. so Dallas cowboys they take the cost of building their arena running their arena's electricity bill, running all the programming, marketing, promoting, all that stuff, getting you ready for game day, and then game day itself, they pay for all that. The NFL doesn't pay for it. They do. So I think it's probably going to be on the team. Okay. That that would make sense, I guess. Uh, uh, we'll see. Here's where it gets a little fishy. Overwatch League is run on Twitch. Hmm. I don't know if Twitch pays them to run the league because they would have to get their money from somewhere, mm. not just the tickets. They're going to need more money than just ticket money. They're only getting two games out of the year. Games that you're getting ticket money, and you're getting your merch money. Mm. I, where are you getting? Where are you getting viewership money? Is what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. We'll have to find out. It's still pretty early. I don't think there's been that much details released about this at all. I think everybody's still in the wait and hope it actually works out phase. Yeah. That's what one that's one thing people want. They want more you know, they want more availability to it. They want to know players' contracts. Like players' contracts aren't available right now. Mm. We don't know how much is making in two years. We don't know the stint of it. We don't know any, you know, bits and pieces of how long they're gonna be there. What are they making? You know. What's the goal, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the contract piece of it is, is super interesting. You bring that up. There's basically one firm in Los Angeles that handles almost all of the esports contracts in the area, including the Overwatch League. I have a friend that's interning there this summer. Who's a, he's a shock fan. He's very excited about the current state of play <laughs> here. Um, but I... I've been meaning to text him and ask him about this because uh, this is a whole, like not only is the, the sport a fledgling thing really relative to, you know, everything else, all other media enterprises, but the legal side of it, the contract side of it, that's all really new too. And it's a super small number of people that are dictating decisions. Uh, it'd be very cool to have some of those contracts be public. And I imagine as we expand, sort of like you're saying, 
that will necessarily be part of it. You can't expand to X numbers of cities and still have the contracts be completely like no one knows anything about them. Dude, I uh, I think we need to talk about a business opportunity here. We could leak some stuff on this podcast specifically. Strike us right to the top. We get your buddy fired, and that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. But can we get some insider knowledge? Can you snap some photos? This new podcast is titled Overwatch Leaks. <laughs> Overwatch Leaks. <laughs> Ovi Leaks. Ovi Leaks. No, nope, I don't like <laughs> Hey, tune in next week to see if that actually worked out. I'm going to keep uh, nudging Bowen here. Overleaks. <laughs> Let's get your friend on the pod. Talk to them a little bit. Maybe. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. We still don't know a lot. Uh, the other thing, too, that I've heard that talking about contracts is everybody's contract is up at the end of this year, technically. They was like a you sign for one year, and then you get a second-year option. Well, at the end of this, now the second year... Some of these divisions might not be as PUD as we think they are. Like you look at uh, uh, the one division has uh, Spitfire and New York um, in the same division, which is a pretty tough division. But then down here you got, um, I'm trying to think which one I was losing. Oh, yeah. Philly, Washington, Mayhem, Houston. Yeah. Very weak. Yeah, it does not look like that's going to be good. But we may have giant shakeups at the end of this year because a lot of contracts are done. So soft season will be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I think it also, it does set it up pretty well for some rivalries. You got the East Division uh, is all the Chinese and Seoul team. And then the West Division is pretty much all of LA and those West Coast people. And then Dallas is in there too. That one, they just had to put them somewhere. But I think that's kind of interesting how they did that. That's kind of cool. We'll see some rivalries building there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Interesting that they split Texas in half. That's, yeah, that's interesting. They had to put them somewhere. I know. And Dallas was closer to the West Coast than Houston is. So, yeah, I'm looking here for any other team you might have switched them with, and I don't, I don't see anyone that really works too well. Maybe, maybe Paris. I guess it makes no. sense. I'm just, it just, I'm cracking up. Uh, well, I mean, that's why Minneapolis, Chicago, and Denver need a team. That's right. Chicago, Minneapolis, cold blooded for, for Chicago for sure. Uh, Definitely, definitely. Could I think Denver one. too. Mm. Denver is very big possibility in my opinion. Mm. Maybe Vegas. Who knows? The Denver. What would be the D- Denver? The uh, where was the Dahmer party? The Denver <laughs> Dahmer party. No, that's in like Utah or something. The Man Eaters. We'll think of. Mean? We'll think of something. That would be a good team name. I think it'd be a good team. Should name. we talk about these? Isn't it the Donner family? Is is that what it's how it's pronounced? I don't think it happened in in Denver. Well, I don't think it did. Yeah. Um, uh, I also wanted. Uh, sorry, Bowen. You seemed like you wanted. Oh, just to that we're already on Overwatch League. Do you want to do a quick stage three playoff wrap? I did. Yes, I do want to bring that up. Uh, the dragons. The dragons. Everybody done. Next. I mean, that's uh, to me like it. They had an incredible matches. I, I I believe I believe Dustin correctly correctly predicted this. No, that dragons. No, were gonna be I in the had finals. I had spark. I had spark. Vancouver, Spark, Vancouver. Mm. I mean, they—they they didn't had... think the Dragons could go through one, two, three. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> they were the eighth seed, so they like by definition. I mean, it's just a banner week for them. Like, just beat the three best teams, rapid succession, and made the first two not look particularly difficult. I gotta say, did you guys see Bumper's face after they lost? Like, he—he he was in shock, <laughs> just like we don't—we don't lose. Uh, I... They weren't smiling. They made that comment, like they were not happy 
Normally that team's all smiles, having fun. True. They looked miserable during that game. Uh, it reminds me of uh, when the Russians lost to the U.S. in like the 1980s hockey game. People say like it was very much a thing like they don't lose. They didn't know like how to process this. They never lost before. They're like, I don't know what do. Do we go to Hardee's now? Is that what everybody does? They go to Hardee's after they lose. I don't. I guess it seems weird, but I guess we'll go to Hardee's. I think I'm just hungry. I think that's more what it is. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the individual matches, but before we before we get into that, I just we gotta take a moment and appreciate. This marks a full arc for the Shanghai Dragons. The 0-40 season one team, they got their first win. What Was it stage one or stage two here of this stage season? One. Stage one. And then now they've beaten the best three teams, including NYXL. I think that one's particularly symbolic to me um, to come out on top in a close seven game like runoff here against the Shock. That's just like... They've made it, right? They've they've they are redeemed. They Looks are redeemed like team. It. Yeah, I think it's just a great s- sport story. I think I I think this I think this is a good time to rub it into my fellow podcast host face. Mm, me? Who said it? Stage 1 that Shanghai would at least win double digit games. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That would be this guy. That's oh, right. Well done. Well done. And you're over here. Oh, 10 games. That's a lot. <laughs> I do like, remember that. Different teams. I do remember that. Yeah, you were very much like, okay, you want the over-under on 10? And I was like, oh, under for sure. Yeah, I was I was wrong. I'm more of the color analyst, not the technical. <laughs> <laughs> they've uh, they've I just arrived. had to rub that in. <laughs> it's, tr- it's rough because I want to talk about the details of this match, but... Honestly, there's really very little lessons to learn from it because we're about to move to a place where half of the comps that were run are no longer viable. Mm. Well, I just, I mean, let's just shine a fact of the fact that they get to end the GOATS meta beating the three best teams as a huge underdog. That's an ESPN 30 for 30 waiting to happen, right? That's that's true. It, it is sort of a nice bookend send-off, sort of a kick in the butt to GOATS. Like, we're making, it's impossible to play, but even if it wasn't, we're kicking you out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Shanghai pretty definitively, like, showed how it was done. Cool. Which game was your favorite? Oh, the last one. Which Gotta be, right? The play- The last one. Was that was actually Valiant Spark. That mm. game was very entertaining. Valiant Spark. I'd love to think? see that one again. Valiant okay, Spark. so so if I'm getting this correctly, if you guys had a pick for anybody, if you're listening, to go back and rewatch something from the Stage 3 playoffs, it'd be Valiant Spark, and then was it Shock and Dragons was yours? Um, Yeah, just because that was incredibly dramatic they had a, i mean the spoiler here if you haven't watched you know pause it now i guess skip, skip ahead 30 skip seconds ahead but shanghai is up by three they look like they're about to 4-0 the spark i mean sorry the shock the shock dig in their heels and rouse a tremendous comeback it is that is so hard to do to be down 3-0 and to bring it back to a 3-3 only to lose it at the, um, I believe it was the third map of the control point. I mean, it's it's as the tight as it can be. It was it was, it was literally the right outside the gates on point B on Dorado. Ah, uh, right. Last your th- map. Your thirty seconds are almost up. Crushed them in last map. 
it was it was it was beautiful to watch. That was all. Oh, you're right. I forgot. It was Dorado. You're right. It was Dorado. Oh, that was so, it. Ear viewers, skip ahead one more time. There we go. Sorry, I'm trying to. If they actually took my advice and skipped ahead 30 seconds, I've been watching the clock. <laughs> tell tell us about the uh, Hangzhou match there. I think I've forgotten how close that was. That was a three-two match. Uh huh. And it was so interesting to see two teams who play so well on different map types. Parker known for being good on control maps maps and they just it was weird it flip-flopped the spark were good on 2cp and they were good on reg- on just regular payload mm-hmm. see that come together and then they lose in the last one they lost their first ever game five match mm-hmm. in the playoffs here mm-hmm. so i thought that was just fascinating that they could go that far have all that confidence and it literally came down in the end to a gravitron being to a grab being eight by shacks who literally didn't play diva that whole game they're like oh we need a diva he comes in on the diva and eats a grab they end up winning the game Dude, it was it was nuts i completely forgot to tell the ear viewer to skip four if they didn't want to spoilers i'm sorry you guys that one's on me <laughs> i think i th- surely they've watched <laughs> I, i'm sure that i'm sure we're okay that sounds like an epic win though to at the very end the the diva bomb getting eat, eaten 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 the, the grab Grab, grab, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, guys, check those out. Um, are you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we move on from the Overwatch League portion? Um, Let's get into these summer games, man. Yeah, dude. Summertime. Well, we need to take a quick commercial break because somebody's got to pay for this podcast. So we'll be right back with more of your Overwatch news. Got something that needs fixing? Maybe a project that needs done. Come on down to Torbjorn's Morton Store. That's right, we got everything that you could possibly need. We got nails to get the job done. We got stuff to fix your letterboxes. We got uh, uh, we got feathers to finish our chickens. That's right, Torbjorn's Morton Store. Come on down, all, all little Symmetra turrets are only $5.99. Big Torbjorn turrets are $159.99. That's right, it's a deal of a lifetime. Come on down to Torbjorn's Morton Store, down Hollywood Avenue, across from the Dairy Queen. After the Omnic Crisis, everybody knows that times are hard still. But Torbjorn's Morton Store makes it a little bit easier on your wallet. Get a handy pistol for only $15.99. Rocket launchers, $59.99. Maybe you want just a trusty old hammer. Four pack, only $19.99. Something not working for you? Well, remember, only a poor craftsman blames his tools. And you'll never have to with our Swedish-made parts. They come with a Torbjorn guarantee. So you can buy the pig while it's still in the bag. Torbjorn's Molten Store, down Hollywood Avenue, across from the Dairy Queen. All right, everybody, welcome back to Podcast Gibraltar. Hope you enjoyed that ad. It was amazing, I think. I don't a little know. bit racist, but other than that, I thought it was fun. I thought it was classy. Huh? <laughs> uh, welcome back. Uh, let's see. Uh, you guys, we have a McCree Funko Pop 
Price is Right rules. How much did I pay for that McCree Funko Pop? Oh, what a great game. Wait, can I see the Funko Pop, please? You can, but Dustin can't. Oh, my God. You know, uh, Dustin, Dustin goes first because you went first last time. The Funko Pop. Um, I was just giving a little audio say, picture. Go ahead. Sorry. Let's say $15 hairs. 15 doll hairs. It's a solid guess. It looks super $15. Um, are we including shipping and handling? No, because I don't remember what that was. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. It's not golf. <laughs> I'm going to say it was $13.99. Both wrong. You're both over. It was $9.99. Wow. Uh, somebody guess that's a dollar. That's a pretty good price. I know. Oh, I also have a Diva one that's like limited edition, but that one we'll, we'll save that one for another episode. All these and more bargains available at overwatchleague.com. I loved Overwatch how you League. tried to do the ad for like the price right. Like this handmade McCree doll was made of this. This can be yours for nine ninety five. <laughs> Papa Jeff hand makes those too in his workshop with his leather wallet construction thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, uh, let's actually move on. Let's talk about summer games. Uh, they recently just got announced. They just uh, showed up out of nowhere. Um, I have some feelings about why that is. But overall, my impression of the summer games this year, meh. Nothing nothing absolutely at all changed. Like, I mean, I mean, Dustin, you and me play Lucio Ball more than probably anybody else does. We we're actually getting pretty good at it. But, I mean, even then, even with that hype, there's no new game mode. There's no nothing. And maybe I'm thinking it it's probably me, right? Like, I have to lower my expectations. This is four years in a row. Like it's, it's game-wide. Okay. Well, and and I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people complain that it's probably the Overwatch League that's causing the distraction or the priority. I get that, that that's the moneymaker they're trying to make. But I do feel like the fan base needs to get shown some love a little bit. Like... Fortnite, not not to credit Fortnite for anything, but they do a good job of changing their events all the time, and something changes all the time. Um, granted, they don't have the professional league like Overwatch League does, but I wish we got a little bit of that. Some updates, a new game mode, um, something like that. Am, am I crazy? I'm not a big proponent of a new game mode, partially because I want them to fix the game that is the main game. I want them to focus on the main game. Don't go focus on a little arcade game or something that you can throw in for a special event. Focus on my experience on my everyday game playing. I'd rather them focus on that than me getting a new game mode. That's my thoughts on the new game mode. I would I I would second that motion. I'd also say that you're both fired. In the <laughs> in the um developer update, Jeff talked about how they had been and it was just a little comment how they'd been working on the 222 rollout for a year um and i think that's probably pretty good to keep in mind that all of the changes now were not made in the past month and a half that the ui and everything else that needed to be done for this incredibly smooth 222 rollout i really can't praise blizzard enough i think they're doing this like really really well um, i wonder if some of the leaks for that were on purpose a little I, bit to I maybe ease I, into it who knows i don't know but irrespective of that they've done a really like that requires a ton of labor a ton of programmers a ton of creative talent so i i think they're doing just what dustin was just saying they're they're making it that's where they're putting their resources to making the game better yeah cam yeah. well 
I still feel like I could have done with Moira <laughs> Tennis or something easy. But I'll Moira you. Tennis is a great idea. But I, I you can to... also get that in the Overwatch, the workshop. Exactly. You I can also know. go play those games from there. But, but I want to hear the announcer be like, welcome to Tennis. Dur, 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 that it's on Busan or something. I don't know. I want to have a Forge section, but we don't have to do it right now. I just do want to give a shout out to the forge and say that any game you've ever wanted to play you can play in overwatch right now do you like dead by daylight there's a better version in overwatch right now right. like this do you like halo you could play that in overwatch like <laughs> there's smash brothers there's uno i mean it's just great ah, never mind just side note <laughs> um so I do want to also bring up, I do think that there is something to be said for that there were no teasers for this event. This is the first event we got zero teasers. And I do think that there's possibly a reason because they didn't want to hype it up too much because they knew that the backlash would be there where it's like no new Lucio ball, not even a new Lucio ball map. So I think that's why it just dropped all of a sudden. Yeah. And then a week into it, we get this 222 official announcement. I think that was done on purpose for that reason. So that way it's like, we're not focused too much on like this event's lame. I'm more focused on two, two, two now and the hero changes that we'll get to very soon. It feels like there's a lot going on. I don't know about, I don't feel starved for content personally, but I also understand that my things I like about the game are, we, we have different tastes and like what, like we consider really high valuable content. I think generally. I want my Zenny lore and I never hear you bring it up. You care of you. exactly right. I, I do not ever bring it up. Not once. <laughs> And Laura's on the way, though. That's yeah. that's right. I, I heard that. We'll, we'll have to dive into that a little bit and check that out. Uh, but not not right now, though. Uh, I want to focus on summer games a little bit. But yeah, I guess we'll There's touch. Not on... much to know. He just basically said Zen Laura's in the works. That's all that we know. And so. you, if they match the quality that the Baptiste short story was, I'm totally fine with that. I'm actually super excited about that. Uh back to the summer games, it, though. Sorry, I do have one thing. What about what's your thoughts on on them, like? So they didn't introduce, normally when you go into an event, they introduce your skins like a week in advance. What are your thoughts on them just dropping it? Well, th that's here's what I'm... your game. Here's your skins. You know, here's everything about the event. What do you think about that? Well, that's what I'm talking about with the hype train. I think that they purposely didn't build up the hype and give us like one skin every couple days because I think they knew people would be kind of like, Meh. and it would maybe if it just all comes in once that's a little bit different um i think they did I it on like, purpose because they didn't do the because they didn't want the hype to do it I, I i i think i know where you're going with this i enjoy the teasers i like being on twitter and just being like oh man they just posted something that's amazing and it's just a short little video get that i also like the surprise of it oh now i can go see what their emote does with that skin or now i can go see you know i can go turn it around and look at it close up Whereas before it was like, oh man, I'm excited to see that on that game. I can't wait to see this Reaper skin. Four days until the event starts. Oh darn, you know. And there has been like skins and stuff where I'm at least like, man, I really want to see what his gun looks like with that skin, but I can't. So I get I get that side of it. Plus, it is kind of fun to come home and be like, I can't wait to go home and play this thing I didn't know I was excited for. So there is that benefit. Um. Let's talk about the skins specifically then. Uh, what's your guys' favorite skins of this event? I think that there's some actually really good ones. I'm gonna have to gonna have to see them all in front of me. So mm -hmm. what should I Google here? New Overwatch skins? Yeah. All right. Summer games. No, 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 summer games. Jeff is on the board with Mercy. 
I'm trying to make it. Okay, I see a Genji in a very cool hockey thing. I see a that's May. a that's a fencing mask is what you're seeing. That's a oh, fencing mask. Much cooler than what I thought. Okay. <laughs> May I don't. This just looks like a belt. Well, they gave a. They gave the three uh, skins that you win weekly are Reapers American one, the May Chinese one, and then the Reinhardt uh, Germany one. Okay. Uh, Of those three, I think the obviously the American Reaper one, pretty dope. I think that one's pretty cool. Oh, the guns are the best. I just that's a very cool one, but I have just seen the best one. It's it's Torbjorn. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's Torbjorn is the best. That's the correct answer. Check out the hammer. It's an inflatable one. You'd get at like a carnival. I think that's hilarious. Uh, he's got the water jets on the back. That is a oof. That is a that's a fresh boy. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is all Torb right there, dog. I want that Torb skin in a Farrah Fawcett pose on a poster on my wall. You know, like the the famous Farrah Fawcett with her hand behind her head and she's like smiling. It's I want Torb in that pose. I'm about it. I'm <laughs> all about it. I also like how it's um sort of plastic sandcastle aesthetic as well. He's got a he's got a fanny pack for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Oh man, Torb skin is dope. Torb skin is dope. But I do enjoy the Reaper one. That one's probably my favorite. It is tight, no doubt. Um, the Hanzo one's kind of cool. He's got the, sh- the shorts and and he's and he's just ripped. Whenever that one pops up on on my screen, I just cannot look at his abs. They're just—he's chiseled. Man's it's a man's man. Uh, I guess yeah. Was there any other ones we wanted to touch on there? I do have one. Uh, while you guys kind of look through those, um, somebody made a fan-made, uh, wrecking ball mermaid skin that I have up on the screen right here. Mm. If you guys want to check that out, it's a uh, really cool. It's got shells for the legs and and uh, the hamster has like flowing mermaid hair it's it's amazing it's really good i really suggest you guys check it out i wish that they took some more of these fan-made ones and gave us some once in a while to be like hey we saw that everybody was viewing this so he's wrecking ball mermaid when you finally get on a overwatch league team here minneapolis cold-blooded or the you know minneapolis is a big market maybe the lincoln uh you know huskers the huskers we'll just take it Uh, you you, you, this can be your um when you get player of the year or whatever this can be your skin heck yeah heck yeah i like that idea yeah conch shell shell wrecking ball yeah dude (laughs) all right let me get back to my outline here i clicked around to see that mermaid skin um any other skins that you guys would like to see i just like asking that just like anything like uh baywatch mercy i hear a lot of uh I was very surprised that they didn't give Symmetra a skin. She hasn't gotten one in a while. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last one she got. Was it the Magician one? There, there's one since Winter. then. Winter, I think it was. Yeah. Um, does Ash have one? Ash does not. But she did just get one, the you... debutante, though. Oh, see, I haven't been on in a month and a half here. I got I to gotta get back in it. I gotta, I'm going to smack you. I'm going to play on your computer today <laughs> after this. You're going to let me. I'm mind tricking you, <laughs> uh, Dustin. Any any other ones that you were thinking of? That's the big one. I just I really wanted a Symmetra skin, just because hers are kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I wish they'd give her some pizzazz. She, she got the dragon one. She has the dopest skin. But all the other ones, they're just kind of plain Jane. Agreed. I wish she'd get some more pizzazz. She's she's like rode that dragon skin train for a long time. Yep. Like no more excuses. 
Like, you got to get back out there, Symmetra. You got to get back out there. Yeah. Switch up your look. Go do a fashion show at the mall <laughs> that we're like, we shake our heads and say no three times before you come out of the dressing room and find one. We're like, yes, that's the one. <laughs> I think I took that too deep. Okay. Uh, let's move on from the summer games. Holy patch changes, Batman. Uh, this is something we were kind of talking if we wanted to put with the 222 or not, but I kind of wanted to split it up a little bit. Along with the 222 changes to the big game, like we mentioned last week, they have to change a lot with the actual players or the actual characters to fit it because they've been morphing it to fit uh, anything goes role style where now we have structured things. Some players are not viable anymore because they haven't been balanced to match that. So there are a ton of patch notes uh, and changes that are coming. Really big one right away. Uh, what is the number? Global ultimate cost of, uh, of your ultimate is increased by 12%. So everybody doesn't get their ultimate nearly as quick. Uh, does that hurt your guys' feelings or do you feel okay? I'm I'm for it. Uh, I think... I just like the idea of extending the mid-fight. I don't have complicated reasons around it. I think, I think it rewards outstanding play that is separate from ultimate usage without reducing the importance of ultimate management in the game. Uh, I think it's a good call. I'd be curious to see how it plays from hero to hero uh, because some heroes like Sombra, for instance, can feel pretty ultimate dependent. Uh, but on the whole, I'm pro. How do you feel, Dustin? I, I like it a lot. I think the game's almost gotten a little chaotic sometimes with these ults, especially some of the newer characters that they put in. Their ults are really quick. Baptiste, you can get his in 30 seconds if you right. put some heart into it. Right. Wrecking Ball, you can get his in about a minute. I mean, you can get that really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Drop it. Wrecking Ball's mines. Drop it. Avoid this area. Tracer's Pulse Bomb. You get it, you use it on cooldown. Um, expand it. Make it so that they're worth more. Make it so you have to use them in the right situation. Mm -hmm. Well, that also does kind of bring it back to a former time where I think one of you guys mentioned it last week. We're like, there was a time where Overwatch was send your ult whenever you want to. And then it got really coordinated. Uh, this is kind of a midway in between where now we're going to see more ults, maybe not comboing, but still having a big effect because you don't know when you're going to see it again. So use it wisely. Ults themselves become more powerful because they're rarer. Characters that are dependent on ults have a, let me, you might call it a very slight nerf or make them slightly less viable because the number of volts you're going to get in the game has gone down relatively precipitously. I mean, if you're, if you're talking like, think like an average quick play game, for example, where it's like you have what, four and a half minutes to take A and then you get an extra five minutes if you take it over the course of a match, that's a tremendous number of volts that you're not going to get because. Like, over long periods of time, the longer the match, the more this matters, is what I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. Very mm. much agreed. Uh, moving on from that, then. Uh, real quick, this one's not a huge, not a lot to talk about this one. Ash reload time is decreased, 0.3 to 0.25. Uh, they pretty much admit, like, hey, we still want her. She's a lot, like, very comparable to McCree, but we want that reload to definitely be part of it because that's part of balancing her. Um, but they did also realize it take, takes a long time to reload as Ash. It's a solid quality of life change. I think it's, I'm, I'm really pro that as well. Uh, reload drove me nuts. Totally. It was terrible. Yeah. It's, it's going to be weird when eventually they buff her to the chant to the point where she's just grabbing a whole like clip of like shotgun shells and just shoving it into the <laughs> side, you know, uh, I don't know. Cause, cause that animation is going to look weird once they go too quick. 
but we'll see. Uh, moving on, the big one that I really we could spend a lot of time on. Yeah, Brigitte. Uh, I'll run down these things, and you guys can tell me what they make you feel. How I they think run feel. through all of them because it's in and it's in the collection that you see how much she's. I mean, she's a different hero now. I think yeah. just read through all of them and then let's talk about it as whole, if you don't mind. Yeah, this could be borderline called a rework in some ways. Yeah. Uh, her inspire the passive ability, uh, healing increase from one hundred to one from one hundred to one thirty. Um, her self healing though is halved, so you got to keep that in mind. She has a repair pack instead of one; she has three. It's gonna be kind of like a tracer's blinks where you have to charge them up. The healing uh, from that is changed from one fifty to one twenty, so it's not as much. And it now heals over two seconds instead of instantly. So it's kind of a growing thing. Sort of like an Ana health Exactly. Shot. Yeah. Um, if you throw multiple packs at one person, the duration will reset. So if I throw two at you, Bowen, it'll reset the two-second timer. Um, so I, I think that's going to come into, like, you're going to want to spread them out a little bit. Um, the whip shot, uh, that changed out. Uh, outgoing velocity increased from 60 to 80. Retracting time reduced from 0.6 to 0.3. So that's what it is. Uh, the big one, barrier shield. Uh, the health is decreased from 500 to 200, over half. Mm. Um, let's see. The shield bash, stun duration was decreased by 0.15 seconds. So so very little bit, but I'm sure it does a lot. Uh, the rally, the ultimate cost is increased by 10%. So on top of the already 12, it's even more to get your ultimate. And uh, looks like that's it. But uh, what do you guys think about that? She's got three health packs she can send out. Dustin, start us off, won't you? My favorite change out of them all. She feels less like a tank, more like a healer. She feels less like a DPS and more like a healer. Mm-hmm. A healer now. And I've heard from a lot of from a lot of the people who have done like the PTR and actually played the new brig, she's actually enjoyable. She's mm-hmm. more enjoyable to play. Which makes sense. I mean Sending out that for, health pack. Yeah, I, I can yeah. attest to that. It's actually kind of fun to send out three wherever you want them. I have a question about the health pack thing like i understand the like if you throw multiple packs the current duration is extended by two seconds how does that translate into overall health delivered if i have a roadhog in front of me who's at one health and i throw three packs at him immediately like no delay between them like as fast as i can do i get the same amount of health in the end more or less than if I threw one, let it heal all the way, two, let it heal, three, let it heal. Um, I can actually answer this question. Okay, great. I did some actual testing yesterday. Oh my lord, you've been on the PTR. I know. Wow. Uh, it's weird too. I think they changed it so the PTR carries some of your skins over too. It's different. Anyway, uh, you, you, the answer is you will get all the healing. Okay. So if you have a one health, you'll get all that healing. The one thing I did find that is somewhat interesting, she will only give, I believe it's 200 worth of armor, and then it'll cap there. So if somebody's fully charged, you throw at them, and they get a little bit of armor, it's a waste to send out more at them. Um, the one thing that might benefit is they'll keep that armor for longer because you threw three health packs at them, so they get two seconds, and then two seconds restarted, and then two seconds restarted. So they'll keep that armor for longer, but they don't get more armor. So pretty much you can cap them up, give them a little armor, and that's it. But uh, if you throw three at somebody who has one health, they will take all three health packs worth. I don't think there's a worthwhile thing to wait. I definitely recommend you guys check it out because it's a lot easier to see than explain mm. via podcast. I think that raises their skill ceiling almost too. Definitely. Because now you have to decide, okay, so I have this Reinhardt who's very, very low. Three health packs into that Reinhardt. Or 
I also have my healer, my Zen, is also down to about five health. Do mm -hmm. I send one to my Zen and two to my Rhine? Or do I send one to my Zen, one to my Rhine, one to another person? You know, you, you raises your ceiling a little bit. Yeah, and is and the other thing on top of that that I'm kind of wondering, is it beneficial for me to throw one at Rhine, then at Zen, then one at Rhine? Or is it more beneficial for me just one, two at Ryan, one at Zen? You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be some learning for that to be like, okay, how do I disperse these correctly? Um, What's the, is this in the patch notes? How long before, can you like EEE -E -E, throw them all immediately? Or is there any delay between when you can hit your ability? I don't believe that that's in the patch notes. But from what I noticed, I did not see that much of a delay. Okay. Like you can EEE -E -E real it. quick. Got it. Um, anything else you guys want to say on Brig? Um, I mean, it's God, you could say so much. The, the barrier shield piece is incredibly important. I mean, 200 and 500 are very different numbers. <laughs> um, the, the shield bash stun duration, it's way more like McCree instead of Brigida. <laughs> like, um, it, it's, it's better for, for almost every character in the game that goes up against a Brigida will have a more enjoyable time because of these patch notes. I, I, I I agree uh, with the analysis. Of I think it's the, the most important of the ones that have come out here. This there's, one, the brig, brig changes. There's one other character. Jeff, said on, Sorry, Jeff also said on Seagull's stream, because I wanted to talk about, because Bowen said that Brig would be more fun to play against. He said when they were designing these new patch notes, when they were saying, what do we want to do to make these heroes better and more of them more playable? We want to say, hey, is this, play, is this hero more fun to play against? Or is it more fun to play with? Mm. And make it both. Make it so it's okay to play against. It's not terrible. And make it so it's more. It's fun to play with too. At the same time, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great. Balance. It's a great balance philosophy. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Ah, man. Jeff's really impressing me this week. I Fall like in love guy. with Jeff all over again. <laughs> Just when you thought you were out. Just when I thought I was out, the Kaplan brings me back in man. uh now i got a visual of him in his workshop just making you a wallet with a little heart on it because he loves you <laughs> <laughs> papa just workshop all right uh <laughs> let's move on uh doomfist this one's these next two are gonna be pretty quick uh the melee uh his melee no longer pauses the shotgun ammo i did not know that was a thing but now i do right. uh the quick melee of course not the big charge up one and then hanzo his storm arrows reduced from six to five uh overall they just said the damage was too high and so that's a pretty easy one i think it's pretty huge to reduce from six to five oh yeah actually i mean i think that last arrow can often make the difference between breaking a shield and killing the winston versus breaking the shield and and not killing the, yeah. the, the, the tank especially with with shield breaking and, and mainly killing tanks i think it's a pretty big it's a pretty big i'm, I'm excited about it i yeah. think it's a worth it's a worthwhile change yeah. Makes it more fun to play main tank. Most definitely. I uh, I do struggle with, I hear the storm arrows in my head, and I'm definitely counting six. It's going to be weird to like be nervous, be like, where's that last one? <laughs> and like just be shaking there, just like psychologically ready for it. I think that's actually super on point. And that goes to the earlier change with the ult percentage. People mm -hmm. are going to have to reassess, okay, wait, do they have Diva Bomb? Do they have Grav? I mean, oh, I, yeah. I was listening to some people. The Omnic pod gets actually while I was on my over here. And second time we've mentioned there, another, no over, other, there's no other podcast. Uh, Where do you guys about find these playing things? in the PTR and really kind of struggling to, to figure out like because because part of people's ultimate management is recognizing others ultimates 
in relation to their own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can get mine so fast, which is about, you know, they don't have this in their head as numbers, which is like a little bit faster, a little bit slower than their Zarya, depending on what's been going on. So all of this, including the counting number of arrows, is going to mean people, it, it feels a little bit like the Wild West, right? It's yep. like, I don't know what these heroes can do anymore. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's a fun reset, but continue. Sorry. We're all we're all playing with one hand behind our back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So moving on from Hanzo, Moira, she can now fade while stunned. So that means you get, you know, stunned normally or earth shatter, you're laying on the ground, fade out of it. Right. That's crazy. That that's so OP. I love it. Dust, tell us about it, buddy. Oh, How do you feel about Moira, this? Moira Moira just became a monster on the lower elos. If I only say this if you get a healing Moira. Now if you get a damage Moira, you're all still going <laughs> to die from that that, that, that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have a healing Moira, <laughs> you could definitely keep that team alive. Especially if you still have some left in your stream, too. Yeah. Big change. They, I think they're just trying to make her more playable. Give her more action. Let her you know, be played on a higher level, too. Make her more viable on a higher level. But She's much more of a ghost now. Yeah. It makes it very difficult to kill her on a low elo. She low was elo difficult level. to kill in the first place, though. I, I've never thought... I mean, Mora was, to me, like one of the... She's not my dive target if I'm monkey. I'm I don't want to go get Mora. I it's hard to out damage her through her gra- just even her grasp is hard for me to kill her through. Mm-hmm. Forget like this increased ability to be able to get away. I mean that's I, oh yeah. I mean, I, I I agree on being a monster the low elo, but I think I, I think all the way up we'll be seeing more Moira. I agree. Big change. Uh, moving on, we have Arissa also. Her uh, cooldown increased on her shield from 8 to 9 seconds. So that way, they say in the patch notes that it felt worthless to shoot at her shield because she could get it back so fast. So maybe one extra second will make it where, break that shield, we might have 3 seconds to shoot at her before she has another one. Um, that one's pretty big for me. I play a lot of Arissa, and I definitely use that to my benefit. <laughs> knowing that, break the shield, go ahead. Oh, look, I got another one. Sucks to be you. I um, I think this... Good shield is not his shoot at shield (laughs) says dustin i think this isn't enough but i also think you really couldn't do any more of a cooldown increase right now without people saying that oh arissa's busted now like they overdid it uh because that shield it you guys can attest to it i'm sure i feel this way anyway it's almost impossible to break an arissa shield i don't get close when Mm. i'm in my team games like there's you say like you only have three seconds i wish i wish i I got an arisa shield down on a regular basis the thing of it is is if everyone's shooting at it you can burn that shield in a heartbeat right this is right it's It's only 900 it's the first part of the sentence if everyone shoots that is so (laughs) difficult to make happen oh it's a struggle you can tell Dustin's been hurt by this before. Well, it sucks because it, you're, I mean, it's right. It shouldn't be hard, mm-hmm. but it is. You don't shoot that shield. That Arissa can run the game the whole game. Exactly. Because she's just got shield after shield after shield. Totally. If you just burn the shield, Arissa's non-existent. God, Dustin's <laughs> punching a pillow right now. You just it's can't see it's it. maddening. So I'm glad they're doing it. We'll see if we'll see if it's enough at, at our Elo anyway to make the to make the difference. It's <laughs> make it a little less frustrating. All right, moving on. Uh Reinhardt, new steadfast passive. This one's kind of big. Uh he reduced knockback by 30%, so he can't be pushed around as much. Dustin, 
This is this is great for us. We play a lot of Reinhardt. Yes. I like this change. Less boopable. Yeah, it I guess. It drives you more nuts when you get a Junkrat, drops a mine, and you pop up seven feet in the air. And you're like, all right, can't play the game for a good second. <laughs> yep. And then it happens again after he drops another mine on you, and you're up in the air again. All right, all right. <laughs> the Lucio's booping you up in the air, too. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, any- fun sometimes. <laughs> I don't think anyone's been as frustrated with the current state of like boops as Reinhardt players. I don't remember who said it, but someone described it as like, basically you're, you're a balloon with a hammer attached to you in this game. You're just constantly a volleyball. That was it. A volleyball with a hammer attached to it. Uh, Doomfist, then the Lucio, but then the Doomfist has his cooldown off. So here it comes. And the Lucio <laughs> cooldowns like half a second now or whatever. So it's no, there's no respite. It's all, you're just, it's chaos. I, I agree. It's super, super good change. I, I hope to see more Reinhardt's smiling. <laughs> Makes it so that you don't get displaced as easily, especially now that you're going to two two two, where you have to stay. You know, he's a close range hero, so mm. healers to keep him healed might be better to make sure he can stay close to the better op- in more opportune times. Mm. You know, plus it makes more sense from a physics standpoint. He's wearing all that armor and he's a big dude anyway. Like he should, be, he's got to be heavy, right? You'd imagine. So. And as far as I know from science, which I know zero, hmm. heavy doesn't move. Anyway, uh, moving on to Sombra. Uh, the hack was, uh, was uh, let's see, duration of an enemy player is reduced from six to five. So you're not going to be hacked for as long, which is nice. Um, kind of taking care of that Sombra goats a little bit. I guess 222 did that, but, uh, but that'll kind of cut that down. Um, an EMP, the activation time is increased from 0.5 seconds to 0.65. So a little more chance to shoot her out when she does that. Huge nerf to Sombra, I feel like. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I'm not sure how big a nerf this is. What do you think, Dustin? I think not being hacked as long is a bigger nerf. I don't know about the whole EMP discharge portion of it. Because that's a high-level thing. You have to know exactly when she's going to EMP. Mm. You have to know the situation. Even at .65, you still have to know the situation that she's going to EMP. Yeah. I don't know if it makes that big of a difference. It might in the upper, upper levels, like the Overwatch League type level. But as far as everyone else, it may not make that big of a difference. You're probably not going to notice it. But definitely being hacked for less time makes a big difference. Nice. Just another second that you get to use your abilities. Like you get to go back to using your abilities faster. All right. I don't think I've ever I just I just want to agree on that EMP point. I don't think I've ever intentionally interrupted a Sombra EMP. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it, be like, nailed it. I planned to do that. That was that's always been <laughs> happenstance. Oh, what's that in front of me? Oh, I shot it in the face. Oh, it's Sombra. Well that worked out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a ghost? Oh no, it's Sombra. Um, even, the, even the upper level guys will say it's luck most of the time. Yep, it really is luck most of the time. You just kind of have to know your surroundings at the same time. If you know your surroundings, you got more luck. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it was luck. Uh, let's move on. I want to move on to Symmetra. This is I alluded to this. I think this is a huge change. I'm most excited. This is actually. I there's all sorts of changes. This is the one I'm most excited about. This is very cool. Continue, uh, please. The, the biggest thing is pretty much he, her uh, teleporter is now infinite. 
And there's a whole bunch of little details there, too, that I'm not going to get too far into. Well, some of them are big. The 25 to 30 meters is huge. Yeah, so you get an extra five meters distance. Mm-hmm. You can use it. There's a lot of stuff with the time and then when the cooldown starts. So check that out. Just test it out, frankly, on the game, on the PTR. Uh, but, yeah, that's huge. It's forever and it's longer. Like, it's, the distance is longer. Bowen is the resident Symmetramane. What up? This feels to me like the change that they made with Sombra when they went from timed invisibility to infinite invisibility. They like stopped worrying about what would happen and took the plunge because this is what was going to feel best to the players. From If you like playing the game with alternate sort of space, you like playing with turrets, you like playing with all that sort of stuff, this is fantastic. Um, it can be used in a myriad of ways off the top of my head. I can't wait to play and try them out. I've heard people say it could be used as a really kind of simple taxi service. Put a teleporter right by your spawn as far as it goes and just keep it there. They have to come delete it if they want to fix it. You can put a teleporter on a high ground in between two high grounds. With the extra range, that means you can pretty regularly on stuff like Volskaya, on stuff like... um. Hollywood put the teleporter in places where they can't be shot from the ground. That's huge flexibility if your team has the wherewithal to take advantage of it. Um, And it's passive flexibility, too. It doesn't require a tremendous amount of coordination with your team to get some solid value out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think this is super, super cool. In my head, and now that I'm thinking about it, I can't believe it wasn't done sooner. Uh, Symmetra just got more fun to play. Last thing on this, actually. I was thinking about this earlier today. One thing, fun thing I thought that Symmetra brought to the previous Symmetra build, where she had a teleporter, a permanent teleporter, or the shield generator. Which, the shield generator I still think was broken, but we'll put that aside. When that was the case, it it created another objective in the game which no other mechanic allows interesting yeah you have all of a sudden a control point or a payload and a generator to look for so it it incentivizes flanks and incentivizes distractions and people going on their own to try to make something happen for their team it opens up alternate ways of play and both new and old with sort of a throwback to that uh, old shield generator model. But anyway, that's why I'm excited about it. I, I'm looking forward to playing. Dustin, I don't know if you got any thoughts on that. I, I really don't. Otherwise, other than it makes sense. Yeah. It reminds me a lot it of does. Portal. I've been playing it a lot. I like the Portal thing that I get to reference. It's it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's All right. Fun. Let's uh, move on. Uh, Tracer's Pulse Bomb. Uh, damage increased from 300 to 350. That's pretty straightforward. They pretty much they nerfed it a while ago, and then they just brought it back a little bit, so it does a little more damage. Um, and then Wrecking Ball. They increased the projectile speed 10 to 13, which doesn't mean much to me. I don't really know exactly how to range that, but essentially what it comes down to is wider minefields. Uh, Dustin, what do you feel about that? You're the one who plays Wrecking Ball mostly when I'm around. Um, I do like it. I think it makes of a controlling a lot more of an area controlling alt now you can definitely control a lot more area with that alt but at the same time it's going to be tough to get used to that and not have it all end up in the ceiling oh that's try <laughs> and thought about that yep I, I yeah i would follow i would agree with that and and also say that uh, sort of listening to other commentators talk about this this is the one that i 
get the most skepticism about not so much like oh this is a bad idea but more i don't think anybody was saying my problem with wrecking ball is the mines don't go out far enough yeah i never said that at least not in even at my elo i don't remember certainly not in the overwatch league but um who knows maybe i didn't realize how much i needed a wider spread to my minds and then we'll get that experience when we get in (laughs) my biggest problem with them is yeah dustin you touched they get stuck on the ceiling so much i wish there was a way to mitigate that that happened in the playoffs which match was that there was some playoff match it was shanghai it was shanghai vancouver shanghai (laughs) no shanghai shock it was shanghai shock and gamsu put him up in the little in ilios in the lighthouse oh no that was adorable (laughs) poor gamsu oh well, yeah, but those are all the patch changes. There's a whole bunch of bug fixes, too. As normal, Doomfist has half of the bug fixes. Yeah. Uh, but check those out if you want. Major major balance update this time. We probably won't have one this big for... Well, I mean, actually, they're changing a lot. We might have another big one this next episode. This could be a snowball effect. Yeah. It'll probably be right after the beta. Right after the beta, I'm expecting another big patch. Mm. I would I would assume. That's a solid... That's so, I think that's probably right. McCree's gun's going to send out like little Torbjorn turrets. They're going to like chase you down and shit like that. We have some big changes coming. Go into the, um, the forge, man. Make <laughs> that happen yourself. I might have to. All right. Uh, the last thing that we want to talk about this episode, Hero 31 leaks. So uh, the new Hero 31 got released. Uh, if you guys uh, haven't heard about it, look it up. It was the, was it the Mexico Overwatch League uh, team? The, um, the uh, Overwatch League World Cup Mexico team Twitter Posted a thing showing some templates for what the new 222 menus are going to look like. And people were very clever noticed that in the list for heroes played on that account, number one at nine minutes was a guy named Sigma. Mm. And he looked like a, I don't know, strong jawed, kind of like a white dude with like glasses on with like some some uh, electronics in his head. Look it up. S-I-G-M-A. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that people are pretty much like, cool. They accidentally leaked who the new hero is. And it looks pretty solid to me. Because it's not like a fan-made thing. This is like a the Overwatch uh, World Cup Mexico team's Twitter page. Do so. you? I don't want to get conspiratorial. Do you really think that it was accidental? It just seems so obvious. You know, like, all leaks are planned. In my opinion, all leaks are planned. Hmm. I don't know if I'd say they all are. I I mean, maybe I mean, this all seems big. All big leaks. I mean, small leaks. Yeah, I get it. You're not just gonna leak things to leak things like to the 222 leaks were on purpose to like get your anticipation up you know what i mean now you have your hero leaks come out and that's just to get you to thinking is it actually going to be that hero are we going to get a different hero you know are we going to do that hero are we going to do a different one you know is it going to be maga or is it going to be sigma i wanted maga so bad i I mean we don't know or is it going to be junker queen you Mm. know See, I want a Junker Queen. I, I really don't think that they're playing this kind of level of 4D chess. I think it's much more likely that somebody, some new person who's really getting into social media marketing screwed up. Uh, I think that's more likely than the fact that Jeff Kaplan and the team is playing 4D chess where they're going to send out this leak and hope people notice it and then dig on the internet. Uh, just because I've seen it more often than not just end up being nothing, um, just a mistake or something. I will completely change my mind if Sigma is not the new hero, though, I would be like, yep, that was some 4D chess move. They got us all. The, the reason I guess I'm thinking that is because this isn't even like a clue. This is just straight up. This is his name. This is what his face looks like. 
So I feel like this is too much of a boom in your face. Unless it also unless it also you guys are right. you to believe Yeah, go ahead. And it also leads you to believe it's definitely a character that they have in the works too. If it's in the game, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not just gonna I don't know how you just magically make his emblem look so accurate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and character that's in their works. Well, and if they do pull it and they end up giving us Malgar or Junker Queen or something like that, uh, we'll this this will be a character that we always have in the back burner. Like maybe it's Sigma this time. It won't be Junker Queen because that would make Jeff a liar. Oh, and, and it's a he, he <laughs> will right. be released. I mean. <laughs> Maybe he's making like a transgender statement. I mean, maybe, who knows? I mean, who knows? That would be, I mean, stay woke, <laughs> Jeff Kaplan. I don't know. It could be. Uh, I guess I, guys, I'm sorry. I should have led with this. It's probably Sigma. There is, uh, not only is there in the Numbani map, there's companies there that are labeled with Sigma. It's, uh, he's a, um, an Omnic clothing boutique. Actually, it's kind of fun. The Omnic clothing boutique is Sigma, Sigma Jeff. Bot Couture. <laughs> And then also, if you look in the Doomfist animation in the background, and that does not take place in Numbani. That's a uh, mistake people often make. It's actually, I think, Singapore. There's a Sigma logo company in the background there, too. So Sigma has been in the lore in the background that nobody's been paying attention to. Um, The other third and final biggest thing, if you go to the Overwatch, Play Overwatch Twitter page, they released another dev update today that is very short. They're Jeff Kaplan warps into a black hole and gets pulled and like all the comments are just hilarious please read the comments because people are like papa jeff died no no, <laughs> no who will man the workshop now <laughs> and give me my wallets uh <laughs> but uh so i don't know i think that with that with the word sigma which is also like a math thing uh an equation algebra algebra was never my strong suit i think it's kind of on the nose that being said I was also saying the same thing last episode about Malga. So what what do I know at this point? <laughs> I, I was very confident it was Malga a week ago. And now I'm very confident it's this other person. Mm. So. The only thing that makes me sad is if it is Sigma or if it is Malga or if it is Junker Queen or whatever it is. Like, I've been wanting an Omnic for a really long time. Same. We only have, we have so few in the game right now. I think there's only like, what, three? Arissa, uh, Zenny, and Bastion, and no, you got it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Three, three Omnics. Add another Omnic in there. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to add another Omnic. I think that's the one I'm looking forward to most. Bad guy Omnic, not like, not like bad, but made good, like real bad. <laughs> yeah, like the guy from the end of the uh, the newest an- anniversary event trailer. Uh, somebody brought this up to me. I saw a video that this is kind of interesting. Do you guys remember back when they released Anna? Everybody thought she was a Omnic before she actually got released because all the teasers had her like black robot skin hmm. on. So I just thought like, oh, that's kind of cool. I forgot about that. Where we all were like, who? It's a new Omnic, a sniper Omnic, and it's like, nope, it's an old lady. <laughs> I'm going to the Sigma, like Google imaging it. He looks like a cranky old. He looks like Severus Snape. He does. Like an, it looks like an old version of Torb, old cranky version of Torb. <laughs> Torb's like Torb's like a slightly offensive uncle or something like that. <laughs> Torb's arch nemesis, Sigma. Is Sigma just a warlock? Is that what this is? Is Sigma just a is just a wizard? He does look a lot like a World of Warcraft. Like he'd fit very much in there if you took away the robot stuff, or the the like visor or whatever the heck that is on his temple. Did the did the Twitter that posted the Sigma stuff have they taken that down? 
Um, you can still access it. I have access to it on my phone because Maggie was the one that sent me the link, actually. Oh, sure. I, I was just curious about specifically their response. Like, have they? That's a good question. I do not know. Down. Oopsie bibbles. I think that uh, there was a little bit of a response. Dustin, you can confirm this on Siegel's stream when Papa Jeff was on there. Uh, he did kind of like mention it and then like turned away. It was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He kind of like he kind of like smiled and he's like, eh, you know, he didn't like confirm nor deny it. Mm. He could be playing along as well, so we don't know. Give me one sec. I'm checking actually on we their don't, Twitter. There was nothing like we don't know anything else, right? It's a name. We know it's a male character, um, but we there was no insight about abilities or what role he would take. Is there? No, I don't think so. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. And it does look like, uh, I'm looking it up now, it looks like Overwatch World Cup Team Mexico did post something afterwards. But, no surprise here, it's all in Spanish. And I don't read Spanish. So, took three years in high school. Didn't retain a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll have somebody have to translate this for us. But it does look like it is still, there's still images on there. So, maybe they just took it and were just like, well... We, we did it. Either it's on purpose and you guys are right, or they're just like, well, cat's out of the bag now. Hmm. Uh, Side note. Oh, my God. we ha- Why don't we have a Mexican Overwatch League team? Like, wow, what an oversight. Well, because... South American in general. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's some border issue. I don't, I don't know. They get the visas. I don't know. They'd still play here, but... I guess I hadn't thought tensions about. are kind of rough between us and them right now. Have you paid attention? I mean, that would be that would be wild if geopolitics was the clear. I mean, we've got I mean, we've got with China. We've got couple that's Chinese true. Teams. That's We're true. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, checking us out. It's a uh, weird geopolitical note to end on. <laughs> so. It's really dark and depressing for an Overwatch League podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thanks for checking us out, you guys. Uh, at Pod Gibraltar. Also, I forgot to plug it last time. BalticAvenueProductions.com. If you like this podcast, you might like a few of our other ones. We have multiple ones. Uh, we got we got the pitch, which is mostly about movies. We got Baltic and Dragons, which is about uh, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Uh, Franchise fanatics, also about movies and media. Check all that stuff out. Um, do you guys have any Twitter? I know last time you guys didn't have any Twitter thing. Did you get one? Nah, Dustin. <laughs> Nope. Nothing We're here to all. talk Overwatch. <laughs> all right. Well, we do have our own Papa Jeff. We'll call him Little Little Jeff. Uh, Jeff Van Guren oh, writes our song, yeah. and that is super dope. I love it. Uh, Maggie is sitting in the living room. We are on her computer and it, denying her access to this. So thank her for that. She also did some editing and helped us actually set up this stuff. So thanks for that. Um, other than that, anything you guys want to leave our our friends and fin fans? No. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Andy hero tip. Oh, a hero tip. Yo. Reality field. Fun. Yeah. Also let's... goes just as far as his hand, as his healing grenades. Wait, say, say that again, Dustin. So shoot a healing grenade. Tease immortality field goes just as far as his healing, healing grenades. So shoot a healing grenade and then shoot your immortality field. It'll go in the same spot. Mm. Nice. All right. I'll I'll just echo that. This is a, I think it's more common knowledge, but Zarya and her graviton are the same thing. Shoot the Zarya bubble, her grav goes to the same spot. Ah, you guys have some really good tips. I can just I'm just thinking of Papa Jeff in a workshop. I'm thinking of nothing productive. All right, bye. Later.
Overtime. With more of your Overwatch news. That's the sound of the thing. I'll take this which part. One are, which one are you going to do? I don't know. I One of my things to do today at some point is to go through the old ones and find them. Uh, but I haven't really thought of an idea for the new one. Um, my last one, Those I said... Those the last one I sang, if you guys haven't listened, I sang in the last one. They're, they're, wait, the last episode of this? Yeah, I did a new ad for that one for Man, the I, middle break. I looked on the Podcast Gibraltar thing, and I didn't see the it podcast. It is, yeah, yeah, I'll go to the website. We're having some issues with that. Oh. Um, I'm going to go grab something to drink quick. Totally. Break. No worries. So I got to go to the website, huh? Don't listen to it now. <laughs> We're, you can't listen to the podcast we're recording. That'll create a time paradox. No, it won't. Oh. I'll just keep it on low so no one can hear it during the episode. Can you hear this? <laughs> can they hear this on the podcast? I, I mean, probably. They probably can't. <laughs> Do you know how sound works? Oh, dude, it's you. I know, but I'm here right now. No, I can, hear you, on the po- I can hear you on the podcast. I'm worried about the space-time continuum here. Brothers playing Widow Headshot Arena. I said we should get Jay in on that so we could school on him. <laughs> you're, you're missing it. Bowen's creating a time paradox right now by listening to the podcast. Into the, the podcast. Pod, podcast. Jason's doing some don't, great Don't do that. I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I also, I'm tired of hearing that stupid cat story. Even I'm tired of it. It's not even that good. Like the, It's a story about how we saw a cat and then just like did nothing about it. <laughs> You love cat stories, Jason. I do. Um, I feel like I was going to say something, but I forget. Is in a widow arena? It's not easy. I, I guess that's, well, no, it's a different question. We can get that when we talk about it. Actually, no, I do want to talk about it now. Do you, we just talked about how 222's going to affect which characters are played and difference between how it's going to affect ladder versus um, the professional league console versus pc the obvious my obvious my take is that generally widow and very specific hit scan characters are played less on console than they are on pc mm. so with yep. the 222 does this mean that you're going to see like a ton of far mercy a lot more Junkrat, a lot more projectile stuff or is that do you think it'll I be don't- Ahead, I don't sorry. think it's going to change not different from pc much no, at all no. I don't I don't I don't think it's going to change anything Okay, we'll see. I, that we see different tanks, but yeah, I mean, I already I mean, see a lot of a lot of those Pharaoh junk rats anyway. So, well, but I mean, I think Jason, you'd probably be the best one to to say because I'm I, an aluminum rank. Where you're aluminum rank? Well, just that you play a fair amount of both PC and console. When I went from cons- Will's console to my PC, there were there's a serious decrease in the number of. Junkrats and specifically Faras in that transition. Did you notice that? Do you notice that in your own play PC uh, versus console? Or I don't know about Junkrat as much, but definitely Farah because it's easier to take her out of the sky. So right, right. it's not worth it half the time. Half the time on console, you can just risk it and be like, hopefully they're bad. And half the time they are. Right. <laughs> so now, one thing I noticed uh, I was listening to, I think it was uh, the the Overwatch podcast that. Omniclab. Omniclab's great. Yeah. And they were talking about how the difference between console and computer. 
And one of the things that they said was there's a lot less Winston because mm-hmm. you can't turn your head mm-hmm. shot when he jumps in. So you can't turn his head. And there's a lot more Moira played on GM because mm. she's easy. You don't have to aim with Moira. You don't, you know, she's a lot easier to play with. Were you saying so, that there's Moira? Moira more Moira is on... about to become a monster. She is about to become a monster. Should we get into We want to talk summer games. So we're hyping up the patch notes. Let's talk about summer games. All right, everybody, welcome back to Podcaster Belter. Hope you enjoy.